Welcome to Trivial Cahoots. Hi, everybody. Um, we are here in our off off-site uh, recording studio, our secret bunker location. Yeah, special studio made specially for us uh, for today. Yeah, because we don't want anyone to know where we are. Yeah, that's how important our guests are. Yeah, they have been flown in here, top secret, <laughs> um, choppered in. We had masks on. They had masks on. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows where we are. yeah, nobody knows where we are. I was thrown into the back of a van on the way here. Yeah, yeah, that's and then just thrown straight back out again. It was like, we don't. Who the hell are you? Get the hell out of our van. But just to disorientate you, yeah. Uh, the guests, our guests today, are the stars of Northern Star, which is on in the project now. And then, is it going up to Lyric next? We are going to Glasgow next for We're a going week. To Glasgow uh, next. We have another the, the rest of this week and next week here, and then Glasgow for a week, and then the Lyric for two so, weeks. Two, two, two weeks there. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, so Glasgow, Belfast, Dublin. Get down to see it. Um, we have Richard Clements and Robbie O'Connor. Hello. Hello. Um, we'll put all this that information on the website, so don't have to. You don't have to keep recording, repeating, and listening to that stuff again. Like yeah, have, that's fine. Yeah, more than the star. It's written by. It's it's being put on by Rough Magic, um, directed by Lynn Parker, and written by her uh, late uncle uh, Stuart Parker, back in the day. And it's about Henry Joy McCracken. Um, Northern Irish revolutionary and uh, uh, part of the 1798 rebellion that's right that's right that's, yes. that's the history that I've done that's all the research that I've done that's all the research I've done um, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's interestingly I saw it on Saturday night and I thought it was great um, it's kind of interestingly um, staged is it written in the script that lots of different people play the characters at different times so several people play Henry Joy McCracken in the no, show no originally I mean the, 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 the script was written back I think in the early 80s 84 1984, 84 yeah. um, and it was first staged at the Lyric if memory serves me right and no, in all other productions, McCracken has the actor playing McCracken has played himself throughout the entire show. Right. Yeah. I should explain that um, there are seven seven flashback sequences uh, in the play, and um, so in the past he would have popped up playing himself in those. In this particular production. Well, I mean, maybe you can elaborate a bit more after Lynn's experience with the Lear um, last year, Steve. Yeah, um, I was uh, training at the Lear, and, ah. Lynn, and Lynn lovingly came along and uh, directed that for our final year show, and did it very much in the same vein. I mean, a lot of the, the team that are on board with this are like Zia, who designed the set and lights. Yeah, Zia Holly, previous guest of the show. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I was just looking, sorry, it's like um, a sidetrack. Detour. On iTunes... I, I haven't said it to Zia yet, but she is the most popular episode. Is she? Yeah. Oh, right. Most listened well, to episodes. So, yeah, you've got to trump beat. this now. Yeah. Zia is the yeah. one to beat. Can we make us the best? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's know. mystifying how, you know, people just like Zia one? Holly. That's the episode that I want to, even just looking at her name or something like it's Zia. It's probably I've because, start with no, Zia. We, her headshot is so good uh, I'd say that might have something say, to do with it do we need more exciting it. names than Richard and Robbie yes, Richard and Robbie for mm. sure we can work on that throughout the rest Richard of the show Richard and Robbie works well no, together good, though if you want to become a, a double act we are act. recording this naked from the waist down that's true these guys are just yeah. wearing tops nothing um, on the bottom so it's exciting that will be in the uh, in the description of the episode naked from the waist down sorry but you were saying yeah so a lot of the creative team obviously Lynn Zia 
John O'Cleary who designed the costumes, Ivan who designed the sound. So a lot of the creative team are back from the Lear production. So it's got a very, I'm the only cast. So this is Lynn's lazy rehashing <laughs> of <laughs> stuff that she did doing. last year. Again. Um, but no, uh, it's, it's got a very similar feel to it in the same vein of both the creative team and she's gone back to that idea of having McCracken played by different members yeah. of the ensemble company. Um, yeah, different it's weird because I, different points of I didn't know if that was written in or not and it just feels like, oh yeah, that's... I guess the way it should be. Like, it's sort of like that Bob seem... Dylan movie, isn't it? Yes, I'm not there, or I am here, or right, yeah. he's over there. He's there. Mm-hmm. Like that. It's, it's, Go look like, for him. <laughs> it's popped up several times in rehearsals of, of thinking, how would one actor... I can't yeah. imagine how one actor did this. Yeah. Uh, played all... Because they're... It's, and it's like Stuart Parker's Hamlet. I mean, the, the thought of taking on a part like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. would be huge, huge. So this frees up the production, I think. Yeah. Uh, in that sense. And as well in the sense that each flashback sequence is told through a different theatrical style yeah. of an Irish writer. So we're looking at like the likes of Busico, which is very high melodrama, and Sheridan, which is restoration kind of stuff. So one actor, if you were to play McCracken, would have to weave himself nobody can see me waving my finger yeah, weave yeah, yeah. himself through those different theatrical styles yeah. while also going from the start to the finish of the play so it's a big ask but what happens in this is that McCracken can kind of conjure up these images and then stand back and like, watch yeah, it actually, fly on the yeah. wall and so it doesn't matter if, a, if an actress is playing McCracken it works yeah. absolutely there was a small touch which um which I don't think you could ever repeat again. I can't even remember who was doing it, but there's a Bowron in the show, mm-hmm. and at the end of the first half, there's kind of a, a terrifying scene, and ominous kind of stuff happens. But as the actors left the stage, um, I guess it was Rory, just put the Bowron down, and it just rolled a bit, and then slowly toppled over. I was like, oh my God. How do they do that with the Bowron? That's so good. Be, I have a memory Maybe it was of you. Uh, hitting the lamb bag and then standing up and accidentally that knocking over the That might have been it, yes. So it wasn't intentional. <laughs> yeah. Of course. But I'm glad but that you thought was, that was a beautiful course. It was very good. The Bowron. We so hard in rehearsals for weeks. Sometimes those unintentional things are just the best. Yeah, that's live theatre, people. That's why we go see it. Classic. Um, and I can't actually remember do who of you do you you don't play Henry John McCracken I don't do um, no no I play no. everybody else yeah um, no I'm one of the few in the cast Richard don't. do you play him I have the joy of popping up in the Wildian section right yes so, um, yeah, that's, that's uh, a, it's brilliant it's a terrific sequence yeah 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 that's enjoy. good fun yeah mm-hmm. um so, Robbie, are you jealous that you didn't get to play Harry Joy Are you McCracken? angry? Because like, you can bring fuck? it out now. Yeah. I mean, why, how, you know. I just wanted a chance to wear the coat. But, yeah. But I, I, I do get an opportunity um, mm. to wear one of the United Irishman coats yes. playing Wolf Tone. Yeah. Um, well, and, then, I mean. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If I'm not playing Harry Joy McCracken, I can play Wolf Tone, <laughs> yeah. so I'm delighted that I got to play... Him. He's probably more jealous that he doesn't get to play the second orange man. The second orange man <laughs> is, to be fair, the best part, the best part of the entire show. show. I, yeah. I, I do like the sash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, well, uh, 
Chaps, you were here to play Trivial Cahoots. This may or may not have been explained to you. No, it certainly has not. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Just like, just like I'm the location. Just so like the location we're going the... to go through a Trivial Pursuit card. We're going to read the questions. We're going to answer them together as okay. a team. Right. So don't feel like it's, no it's got to be really stupid competitive. No answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It is, it's all uh, useless trivia anyway. Okay. Yeah. So it's that thing of if you don't know this stuff, it's probably not can reflect badly on you. No. Okay. Well, if there's any questions about the 1798 rebellion, <laughs> we're going to Well, actually on that, being an American myself, I don't know what which what happened then. What was the can you sum it up in uh, five sentences or less? Go ahead, Richard. <laughs> you start with the first sentence. <laughs> I'll go with the second. <laughs> in 1798, comma, there was a rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, in uh, in the north, anyway, Henry John McCracken, there was this <coughs> movement called the Society of United Irishmen. Yeah. And their belief was that sectarianism, which was really starting to gain momentum between the likes of the People Day Boys, who would then become the Orange Men, yeah. and the Catholic Defenders. Mm. Um, two, two kind of like underground groups that like inti- going around intimidating people there were people street gangs yeah there, yeah there, there, there were lots of kind of militant disparate groups at the time and I think essentially what uh, well I should say that McCracken was a radical Presbyterian and he kind of sought to bring about um, parliamentary reform um, for a, a, a fairer life I guess for Protestants and Catholics alike in Ireland free from uh, the repression from the English crown and so rather idealistically, he and his comrades formed this United Irishman group in the hope of, um, of achieving that. But sectarianism, I guess, got in the way, which leads us all the way up to the present day. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which is actually still what's going yeah. on. Yeah, it resonates through the play in different, again, through the different sequences. You, you can see how that feeds right into today. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, that in a way that, yeah, in... The play, he kind of struggles to try and bring everybody together, and and that that you know he tries to do that initially in a peaceful way, and then realizes that he's um, fast, uh, you know, resorting to to violent means to do it right. by the end, you know. So it's sort of the collapse of that ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Well, speaking of collapses of ideal, um, Sounds here are our questions. Do you guys enjoy True Pursuit or general I quizzes? I think I've played, played it since I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you enjoy table quizzes? That I, kind of stuff? I love, I love table stuff, quizzes. Yeah. yeah. And would you say that you are good at them, or you just enjoy them? We're about to find out. <laughs> I would not be so bold. Are there, are there the um, certain categories in which you would excel? Film and TV. Film and TV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anything to do with Star Wars. Okay. Anything to do with Star Wars. Notice that neither of you have said theatre there, but that's, that's uh, interesting. Some TV and theatre. Entertainment. I don't want to be so bleeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music okay. of The Doors. Oh, okay. really? Oh, okay. I love The Doors. Oh, wow. And the first six seasons of The Simpsons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> your mastermind topics yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's what, in a pub quiz, that's what gets you the big points. Yeah. Bond movies. Another good one. Okay. So, any of those areas coming up here? Yeah, yeah I'm trying probably to think all of, them, of a think. Doors trivia question to ask. But I know the little wheels uh, in your head have been uh, cranking uh, around. Uh, what are the first since. lyrics to LA Woman? Well, I just get into town about an hour ago. Okay, because we can never decipher what the hell is going on. <laughs> there you go, I knew it. Well done, yeah. All I've ever heard when that song comes out. No, 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 no,
Okay, we're going to start off with geography. Which, um, this they is... They both looked nervously at each other on that one. This is a... Um, okay, everybody does. No one likes geography. UK uh, um, edition of Trivial Pursuit. So, which county invented the stargazy pie with pilchards' heads poking out through the crust? Pilchards' heads? Pilchards' fish. English counties. Devish counties. Yeah, that would be or, one of I my mean, worst subjects. Devon. Yeah, well, I'm, I, I'm guessing it's a... You, okay, you're going for Devon. It's got to be something on the sea, right? I'm naming yeah, I would I'm maybe. naming an English county right now. Yeah. It's near the sea. <laughs> yeah, that has a coast. Um, I go with my colleague. Yeah. What about Cornwall? Again, near the sea. Same there, yeah, words. Absolutely. Like, Pilchers, I'd associate with London, which isn't really... But what county, county is but, London in? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, look at <laughs> the answer. Can't. No. Okay. Um, what, what are you chaps going for? Say it again. Which county invented the stargazy pie with pilchard's heads poking out through the pie. crust? They love a pie, don't they? It's a fish pie. Fish head pie? Mmm. Mm. Delicious. Delish. Um, I'll... I guess I'll put you out of your misery Go and on. say that Annie was actually right with Cornwall. Nice. Oh, yeah. nice one. Well, I just thought, you know, Cornish pasties, they like an old, uh, ah, that a doughy crust. Oh. Mm. So that's what that's yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, but the idea of having fish heads sticking out of something does not sound... Appetizing. Not at all. No. Do you think it's... A, were they eating the fish heads or was it just decorative? I'm very aware of how low my chair is compared to. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's very funny. It reminds me of a play, a play called *The Norman Conquests*, which I highly recommend everybody read. Um, it's British, and it takes part in it's three it's three different plays called *The Dining Room*, *The Sitting Room*, and *The Garden*. They all take place over the course of this weekend. And the day that I saw it in New York, you could see all three in one day, but it'll tell you like when the scenes are happening. So you find out what was happening in other rooms at different times. Anyway, one of the thing, jokes is that <laughs> comes to the table, there's only a tiny chair mm. left and he's slower than yeah. everybody else. It's just a great gag. And, it's now, always and, a we're, li- gag. and we're living it <laughs> yeah. right now. So this is it. Making me very happy. Interesting thing about uh, Devon and Cornwall, they did a genetic study recently of. Um, people across Britain and and to see how um, genes you know or how people have have moved around Britain but it seems like they really haven't and that um, people you know this the Vikings that arrived in the north have have stayed up there and the the Normans in the south have stayed up there and Devon and Cornwall even which are counties right beside each other they haven't um, intermixed and married between mixed and yeah oh, really yeah oh. it's pretty interesting that so you're saying that's all inbred yeah everyone's pretty inbred and I guess oh. that'd probably be true for Ireland as well that you know your knowledge of Cornish people. history is far greater than mine <laughs> <laughs> yeah. have you Long ever been to Devon or Cornwall I went or? to Cornwall in 1979 with my family really yes I remember we stayed in a place called Polpera uh, no, it was 1980 because I remember that the Olympics were on at the time. Ah, big family uh, holiday. Uh, and I remember we caught a crab uh, and we put it in a bucket and it escaped during the night. And we never find the crab oh, again. Terror oh, crab. Oh my god. <laughs> that was 1980. Is yeah. one of your siblings very crab like these days, right? <laughs> <laughs> Still suspicious. Yeah, yeah. someone get up for a midnight snack, maybe? Fresh oh, yeah. crab? 
Yeah, Dad fancied a crab. A little bit of sushi. So I know nothing about the genetics of yeah. Cornwall, but you know yeah. a lot about that. Crafty crabs. crabs crafty, they have um, crafty crabs in Cornwall. My friends who have been to Cornwall, and we were all down in West Cork together earlier this year, say that Cornwall looks very like West Cork, that God. the two places are very similar looking places. Mm. Which is, I guess, not totally surprising. Well, but both yeah. beautiful places to go for a holiday. Yeah, I'd say so. But Cornwall is kind of cut off from the rest of England. Like, it's far away from, like, like it's not easy to get to. Yeah. It's probably easier to get there from Ireland, almost, than London. Uh, do you like a fish pie? No, I don't like fish at all. Oh. don't like fish at all. I, I love, love a fish pie. You love food, though. I love, love food, yes. Food. I'm married to a Spaniard. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of great food and drink in our house. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a place up on the north coast uh, called Port Rush where we would go quite a lot, and there's a restaurant called The Remore. So there's a wee advert for the. Yeah. <laughs> they're <laughs> sponsoring. They're sponsoring. They do the best fish pie in the world. Wow. Do you make your own fish pie? I have, yes. Most of, oh, I love cooking, yeah. Most of what I do ends up sort of resembling something that Jamie Oliver has done. Mm-hmm. Well, but his stuff is good. Well, I just came, I came through that generation where Jimmy Oliver taught us that we could all, taught men yeah. that they could cook and yeah. it was easy, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I think um, I got uh, somebody gave me one of his cookery books when I left university, and uh, yeah, so I owe everything to him. <laughs> <laughs> also, Jamie Oliver, if you're listening, we'd love to have you as a guest anytime. Robbie, um, and Robbie's a your no hatred f- of fish, fish, is that through, from the taste of it or is it like it's everything? I, I gave up fish, fish when I was a kid after getting a fish bone <laughs> in, stuck in my throat. And Ooh, I was like, no, I'm never going near this shit again. But now, I, the, then I found out, oh, you'll go insane if you don't eat fish because of lack of omega-3 oils or something. So. People in this country don't know how to eat fish. We don't really yeah. have that picture yeah. of loads of seafood, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we grew up as oh, I remember in that era of like oh there's bones I don't want to eat that you know yeah but the Spanish are the opposite you know they know immediately how to gut something and bone it get it out yeah. well like I served um, I served a, a dish that had uh, prawns with the shells on them and yeah my brother-in-law was like how do I take this off <laughs> just rip it apart. Just rip it apart. That was mm. that would be the only fish I would ever eat. Prawns. Prawns. I don't even eat them anymore. Mm. Uh, I'm on like, a mission. Like, he said in the in the first week of rehearsals, we went for a pint, and he said this blanket statement. He just goes, "I hate tapas." <laughs> some tapas are like sausage potatoes bravas and chorizo yeah delicious are the only things I will eat from tapas yeah, well in that case you don't hate all tapas yeah but, but I do hate tapas as an idea it's olives like, why because it's, it's small bits and not just, just, just give me you just get loads and loads give me the plate of give food give me the sausage itself you're more of a German eater where you want the full fucking sausage yeah. and I don't the want if I pay the... 20 quid I want to be full when I'm finished this is ridiculous. But also, I have to say yeah. that in, in Ireland, or maybe maybe in Dublin, they don't do tapas well. Like, it's not like being in Spain. No, you get a little tiny portion, no, 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 no drink with it, whereas in Spain you get a massive portion yeah. and a beer. Yeah. Well, I like beer. I do like beer. But I'm, I'm, when I, went, I visited Barcelona last year, the year before, maybe, and thank God for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, oh, no. That, that's a little plug for McDonald's if they want to have oh, me. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I was starved. I was starved. Don't. <laughs> 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 so it's my uh, mission. Yeah, yeah, to convince him. You're coming to my house and we're up in Belfast. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We've got a chorizo fried in red wine. Yum. Yeah. 
There's so many tapas that I do love, but it is hard to find enough here that makes it worth it for your money. There's a few, actually yeah. there's a new place yeah. up on the top of the Rathmai, or Portobello Bridge, that does some pretty great stuff. Mm-hmm. Like gambas. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> oh, yum, now I'm getting hungry again. Speaking of mmm, mm. this is entertainment. <laughs> Which Beatles song had the most downloads in the United Kingdom on iTunes first day in 2010? Ooh. Oh, wow. Um, That's a good question. It's not the doors, but... Song, Which Beatles song had the most downloads in the United Kingdom on iTunes first day in 2010? Ooh. Hard to believe that iTunes is only six years old. So many. Yeah. There's so many great ones. Songs to choose from. Um, yeah. Go, give, give us your... your I didn't think the Beatles was on iTunes back in 2010. That's when they held out for eight. Oh, yeah, maybe that's okay, it. then it is. But iTunes older. The Beatles held out for eight. Doesn't Michael Jackson own a lot of the Beatles? Or didn't Michael Jackson own a lot of the Beatles? Or didn't he, he did, die yes. in 2010? I think he sold them again. I think he owned the Beatles music and the elephant man's bones. Yeah. I love that. I was watching. I used to play one to the other. He bought the elephant man. Crazy. Yeah. I, I remember watching Paul McCartney on Graham Norton saying that when he does a concert, there's some stuff that like he has to pay licenses mm. to oh, sing really? his own songs. songs. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's all business. The yeah, Prince just died, and he. Um, oh, sorry, <laughs> Robbie, uh, to break it to you, but yeah, he used to have slave on his cheek and stuff because of you know. Not owning the the rights to himself, even. Well, I'm a, kind of I'm a huge Prince fan, and the last because I'm I've I use Apple Music, and they still just have one recent Prince album. You know, uh-huh. I can't listen to any of his old stuff at all. Yeah, but I'm sure there's going to be some amazing stuff coming out in the next couple of years. Cause yeah, yeah. it's going to happen. Music. Yeah, apparently wrote a song a day. Yeah. Um, okay, Beatles song. Let's go through them. It's. Do we think it's um, would, Hard Day's Night? Hard Day's no. Night. No, 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 no. I think. So I would guess Hey Jude. Because be. you can't get you can't get past that. Yesterday. Yesterday is also a strong Let it be. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say Love Me Do. Blackbird. People love Blackbird. I love Blackbird. Yesterday, the song that Paul McCartney wrote in the toilet. That's such. Uh, That's where I do my best songwriting, though. Yeah. Didn't yeah. he write? Wasn't nice quiet the tune and dream? He came down and was like, yes, "What is this song? What is this song?" And everyone's like, "I don't know it." I said, "No, it's an existing song, isn't it?" And and then, but it was also called Scrambled Eggs. Yeah, it was Scrambled Eggs. That's right. Yeah. Okay, let's find out the answer. The answer is Hey Jude. Oh. <gasps> you were right. I was right. Yeah, I think. Incredibly, the man with the card was right. <laughs> <laughs> the man who's been no carrying around the cards you got for months. Each week we bring on a different guest and just make a fool of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same card every week, guys. You should have listened to one episode of the podcast and you wouldn't The next question is better be about Spanish tapas. <laughs> um, oh, hey Jude so is much. not my. I actually, that's a Beatles song I don't really like. Like very much. What? Hey Jude. Mm. Yes, I don't like it either because like I, I, I studied it for GCSE music at school. Oh. Mm. And Hey well, Jude is the one with the na 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 at the end of it. And I seem to remember there are twenty seven of those. <laughs> and so that song drives me nuts. <laughs> it's about it's about John Lennon's son. Isn't yeah, Jules. Julian. Lennon. Julian. It was really Hey Jules. Hey Jules. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. 
very tart milk. Let's go something from there. Yeah, no, it's just good. not my favorite. I like the peppy '60s Beatles better than the. Well, it was all '60s, but I mean, the, the 60s. earlier, yeah. yeah. Love, yeah. love me do. Yes, exactly. No, well, I think it's I pretty peppy though. Oh, I like Blackbird. Sergeant Pepper. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. My yeah. dad was in the Beatles fan club. Oh really? Yeah, he absolutely was obsessive, and so we grew up just continually listening to them. <laughs> yeah. To the extent that I haven't really listened to the Beatles properly for about maybe 15, 20 years. Really? But I could probably sing every song. Yeah. Because of that, you know. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, the Beatles. My parents. My mom would have been a Beatles fan, but she was sort of you know like thirteen when they were huge. So she's got that. It was not kind of the same kind of obsessive. Yeah. Whereas my dad is kind of too old for the Beatles, mm. or not too old, but you know he was in his like early to mid twenties when they were the biggest, and that's not really when you're getting. You they know, were. Yeah. Little, that was rather teeny bopper stuff. Yeah. Time, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And also, he was living in Dublin, and I think it probably wasn't really here in the same way that it was. Yeah, in the yeah. states or the UK wasn't the same sitch and also mm. like, like the Beatles I feel as though I kind of missed the boat on Elvis too like I my parents weren't huge Elvis fans like I like Elvis's music but I don't know a lot about it yeah, like yeah, I don't I wouldn't have any Elvis albums yeah. or anything like that I'd be the same with people like Sinatra or even Springsteen I was never a big Springsteen fan his cover Seems of Purple Rain that he did at his concert two nights ago is amazing yeah I saw that yeah it's free to download yeah, yeah, he put it there, put yeah. A, I, I follow him occasionally on Twitter. The and, boss? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he put out a f- like a free download of his cover of Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. So check that out. That's brilliant. One of the ironies I always think about of cover versions is that they made a uh, film about Richie Valens, uh, the guy who sang La Bamba. And that yes, was his big hit. I've seen Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes. Plays Richie Valens. Exactly. But uh, to celebrate it, um, Los Lobos did a cover version of La Bamba, and that's the one that everybody plays now. <laughs> and it's just completely wiped Richie Valens away. Like, nobody listens to Richie Valens' version of La Bamba anymore. So, until now. Until everyone, now. To listen to get it, back. So. Yeah. Well, that happens a lot. Like, you know, going back to the doors again, Echo and the Bunny Men, I remember, recorded uh, People Are Strange for the Lost Boys movie. Oh, and that's yeah. always the version that people remember. Really? Yeah, I'd say so. I from, I, uh, yeah, I don't even know what that kids of like the eighties. Yeah, maybe, well, I suppose maybe I'm kind of a kid of the eighties, but still, yeah. Or maybe yeah. you don't even know that that's the one you think about, but that is actually what. The one you think about. What song would you like to do a cover version of to eclipse the original? Mm. This is a difficult. You're a musician, so that you go for it. That's, that's, that's a hard one. Yeah. I don't know. I because I I write I, love a, lot of, I write a lot of music, but. Um, the reason oh, why yeah. I got into songwriting was because I was so pathetic at playing other people's songs, like genuinely terrible. Oh, really? So I thought, and I was in bands at school, and uh, we could... Is there, is there somewhere where we can hear your music? You certainly can. This is oh, great. Oh, I can yeah. plug it. Yeah, yeah. Plug it away. Yeah, no, I just released an EP there a couple of weeks ago on iTunes. What's it called? It's called Blood and Ink. And where can you get this? You can get this on iTunes and Amazon and Spotify and other amazing retailers. Do you record under your own name, Richard? I do, yes. Um, and it's kind of just low-key stuff, you know, piano and vocal, because I never have any time or money to get a band together. I generally, I'll have, I've genuinely have had a listen to this. It sounds great. Well, there you go. There you go. How much did he pay you to say that, though? I don't really like him, even. So yeah. it works. I'm taking him for tapas later. So. That's yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's going to get some, some tiny fish little pie. Piece of sausage. Tiny little pieces of fish. So some if anchovies. I did cover someone's song, it would be absolutely terrible, so I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you could cover up, like... 
some crap song that you could like just okay. completely reinvent well I'll tell you like, I'm a big Tom Waits fan and um, I think was it Scarlett Johansson brought mm-hmm. out a cover a whole album a whole album of Waits yeah. uh, oh, covers yeah. and the great thing about his stuff is that well all of his songs have been covered by so many people that you can sort of turn them into your own thing yeah you could record it'd be cool to do a version of Down in the Hole um, for like the sixth series of The Wire yeah um, I've tried that a few times because yeah I've played it at home but it never sounds as cool yeah <laughs> um, I was, the, there's a great album of different artists from all different genres covering Leonard Cohen songs and they're another he's another person who any yeah. genre you stick it into it kind of works mm-hmm. and then you hear him singing them and it's kind of like that sort of all sounds the same but on this album it's called Tower of Songs it's amazing right right or I love actually I do love albums like that like there's one with Bob Dylan as well where lots of different artists sing all the Bob Dylan songs and mm. there's a John Denver one that I like because mm. John Denver seems very country Americana but then actually he's got some hardcore rock band singing some of the songs and they sound great mm-hmm. you just never know just I think that's really the mark of good songwriting when it can kind of Anywhere. I didn't know until Prince died that um, he'd written... Nothing compared yeah, to you. had no idea. Not mm-hmm. a clue. I was, uh, yeah, there was a thing online the other day about his collaboration with Miles Davis um, yeah. as well. That Davis had said, oh, Prince is one of my favourite artists. and I think they worked on various projects, but Prince was never really that happy with the okay. final production. But there's lots of things that are starting to be leaked online, yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's a great thing going around. Have you seen this meme going around? Going, if you draw a tiny little mustache on Rihanna, have you seen it? I saw it. It's so good. It's terrific. Spot yeah. on. It is. It looks just like that. That <laughs> and the and the terror. Sorry, terrorists. There are no virgins left in heaven. That's the other good Prince meme <laughs> oh, that I like. Oh, I Speaking of no virgins left in heaven. Speaking of no virgins left in heaven. What a segue. <laughs> this is history. Um, kind of. It's in no way history. It's present day. Um, what do Muck and Mac mean when used in surnames? Oh, oh son of or... That's family. Yeah, son of. Yeah. It's son of like O is too, isn't it? Or... O means of and, and Mac means son of. Son. Yeah, son of. McCracken. McCracken. We got it round to the play. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, that seems like a very Irish. Well, I guess Mac is very Scottish, Scottish isn't it? Yeah. Scottish. Yeah. Why did he have Joy in his name? Is that Was he given that um, name at birth no, or did, is, did he earn it somewhere? Um, both his families, one was McCracken, he uh, was. Uh, my great grandfather Joy, Joy is great grand Henry Joy's great grandfather Joy was a French Huguenot, right. and his oh, great grandfather yeah. McCracken was a Scottish Covenanter. You've done more work at this than I have. No, I haven't. I just listened to Paul when he said it on stage. <laughs> there you go. Persecuted the parent. It's putting me to shame. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So no, he, he didn't give himself that name. It's a family name. Right. If the play is to be believed. Um, do you have any family names that you are proud of or wish that you had in your name now that your parents didn't give you? Um, like add in? Or do, do you have something where you're kind of like, ooh, I wish that wasn't my family name? I changed my name uh, when I became a professional actor. Did yeah. you? Is my, your name not Clement? Well, it's my, my mum's maiden name. My oh. middle name, actually. But uh, my sur- actual surname is Smith. S-M-Y-T-H okay. Oh yeah And the problem was that uh, Particularly in England People would call me Smythe uh-huh. Yeah Which drove me nuts <laughs> um, And I think luckily There was another Richard Smythe Stroke Smith In equity at the time So I was able to change it 
but it's funny because when you've been going by a different name for it's pretty much half my life, um, I sort of forget at times yeah. about the other name. It's, yeah. I mean, the good thing is that when stuff when mail comes through the door with Clements on it, I know that it's good news. Yeah. Because it's normally work related. <laughs> yeah. And if it says Smith, it's normally the inland revenue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone looking for money. Yeah. That's yeah. the event. That's a good thing because like my professional name was just kind of wrecking my head now is Robbie. Um, my actual name is Robert, so very similar. When I see Robbie, it's like that's either for my agent, or it's a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and when I see Robert, it's generally a gospel. It's funny. It's like a drama school. It was something I didn't really think about at all, and I just, I just did it. Um, not really thinking, for example, about how my dad might react mm. to me just going. I don't like that name. <laughs> yeah. I don't like how people pronounce it. No. Going to cut it out. Uh-huh. And how did he? And how does he feel? You don't speak to your father. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I think at the time he might have been a little bit miffed. I don't know, but then really? my mom was happy. Yeah. <laughs> so every close. Yeah, there's that. It is. Yeah. It's a. It's a funny old thing. The name situation because you do sort of get attached to it in a funny way where you don't expect yeah. to be, or you, you know, because it is so. Remember when I was getting married and I was trying to decide whether I would take my husband's name or not, and my cousin was like, "But you can always just change it back. Like if you don't like it, you can mm-hmm. always just you know like it's not actually the end all be all, but it felt like this huge." Mm-hmm. Mm. thing to do and I haven't actually well in Spain of course you don't lose your name at all no you don't take your husband's name yeah so in the case of my wife I mean I think it would be cooler if I took her surname what's her surname Fuentes Mora yeah, yeah, it would Richard, be cooler. Richard Fuentes Mora. That's, yeah, that's way cooler. You'd have to change it to Fuentes. Ricky or something. Ricky, <laughs> well, Ricky Fuentes just sounds like some sort of Mexican bandido. No, it sounds like some kind of. I think Ricky Fuentes is a porn star. Oh, okay. Sure. I prefer Mexican bandido yeah, or a club singer or something. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricky, Ricky Fuentes. <laughs> he comes out with his white his white jacket, his bow tie. Yeah, it's a different you. For so sure. no, no, I, but I gladly take her now. But That's I don't think one. she'd want to be called Maria Clements. It's not as exotic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure it is in Spain, yeah, though. Yeah. I know it's a good one, but it is like we're um, we're having a baby this summer, and I think it, both of us have sort of felt like, okay, well, how, how many names do you give a child? Because it's like you can't. But I feel very strongly that I have both our names, mm-hmm. but not hyphenated because I hate that shit. Yeah. Because yeah, also, where does that end? That's the case with my kids mm-hmm. that they take um, my surname on on my wife's. Surname, yeah. So there, Smith Fuentes. Awesome. So it gets even more. <laughs> That's pretty. But good. they drop the Mora. You drop. Well, that is the one yeah. thing that you do drop. Then to the next yeah. generation, you, you drop take the, the first um, name, the mother's maiden name, and take your father's surname. Yeah. Yeah. So your grandmother's maiden name. Yes. Drop that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's still patriarchal, yeah. but more fair. Yeah, but less so. Yeah. yeah. It's still. I know it's a but you could really go down the rabbit hole of just sort of being and at a certain point you have to be like this is just how it is like this is just, it's just mm. this is the society we live in this is the end of it who cares mm. who cares but I do we have friends who are having um, a baby together and they're not married and the baby will have the mother's last name right. they've both decided that together which is interesting just so he can hit the brakes anytime he wants well, funnily enough, that is not that not that thought didn't cross my mind. It didn't cross his mind. But when he called to tell his mother, you know, just so you know, like we're gonna give the baby Lauren's name, her, her his mother was like, "Is that okay with Lauren? Because it might sound like you're trying to <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> yeah, remove your yeah association have no with association this with the child whatsoever." Shot. You guys are dark. <laughs> well, speaking of children, this does work as a link. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> arts and literature. 
What Roald Dahl book has a hero whose parents have been eaten by a rhinoceros? I'm I'm not very oh. knowledgeable on Roald Dahl. I, know. I thought I would have. I thought, yeah, I thought that would have been Is Matilda raised by her parents? She or has her parents. And I, don't, I read that book to my daughter recently and I don't remember... No, it's not Matilda. Is it James and the Giant Peach? James and the Giant Peach. Oh, yeah. Is he, he, is he raised by ugly ants or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so maybe that's... He is, but then also the BFG. Doesn't the BFG come and pick someone up from an orphanage? Oh, that could be true as well, yeah. Oh, I'm not too sure. Oh, yeah. I have to be a lucky the, guess. What Rodal book is it? Yeah. yeah. What Rodal character? Book. It's probably... Hero. It does say hero and not heroine. Oh, can't remember the plot of the twins. I need the command. Oh, the twins! I don't, I don't know what Or the witches, because he's raised by his aunt, who turns out to be a witch. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't I remember that. I don't remember the lead. The witches. The All twins. right, let's go with the witches. Twi- okay, Robbie's saying twins. It's James and the Giant Peach. Oh, well, that was your first. Ah, first guess. First guess. I don't remember the beginning of that book. I only remember what happens when they're in the peach. I remember there's a big peach. Yeah, there's a big peach and he talks to insects. Spoilers. But there's a reason that he's, yeah, he's running away, I guess. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I um, love the word peach. Peach is a great word. Yeah, it's it just conjures up good things. Yeah. Peach, and then the fact that it's a, a Nintendo character as well. Like, you... Mm-hmm. It's just cute. It sounds cute. <laughs> mm. No, I don't have great memories of it, but just the revolting rhymes. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. reading those to the kids. Do you... Okay, yeah, so you, you've read those stuff to your, yeah, to your children. I remember performing them as well in drama groups, because there's so much in them, you know, they're yeah. good things to perform. Yeah, yeah, that and Lewis Carroll, so much fun to perform yeah. stuff. I remember doing for, actually, one of my earlier, well, for college auditions, drama school auditions, um, I did the Jabberwock poem as one of my, mm. you needed a non-theatrical-based yes, something yes. to perform. That was really fun, but the, any of those would have been great too. Kids respond to them so well, you know. They're just my daughter loves them because there's nothing twee about them yeah. at all. It just gets to the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're quite yeah, they're thick. Like, yeah. they're, and they're really quite horrible dark. things happen. Yeah, horrible yeah, things yeah. happen. <laughs> like the original Grimm's fairy tales, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough world out there. Or have you ever read Edward Gorey's The Ghastly Grim Tinies? Like Edward no. Gorey was a cartoonist, uh, brilliant cartoonist, and The Ghastly Grim Tinies is a book. Teach it, to teach children the alphabet, but it's all different ways that children have died. <laughs> like it's really grim, but it's also I remember just being fascinated with it as a child because little cartoon drawings of like it's like A is for like Alistair run through with an all, you know, like like ridiculous things, right. but like or H is for Henry who died of ennui. Like you have to look at the word ennui. <laughs> <laughs> and like it just shows like little Henry and they're like sitting there like oh. bored out of his mind I prefer like Dr. Zeus have you seen um, my favourite thing in the world in terms of comedic death is uh, the bunny suicides oh yeah those are brilliant oh, yeah, oh, yeah. so good so what is it rabbits it's kill like, themselves in different ways bunnies rabbits they're not rabbits they're bunnies they're bunnies so, which are very different very different totally um, different creatures there's little cartoons of them of them killing themselves in very very inventive ways like what is it He'll, there'll be an anvil hanging over one bunny f- from a rope and you just see him take out his scissors and stand him and keep looking up. <laughs> Sounds like a movie Saw. Yeah. It's ridiculous torture. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. That's, it. Yeah, probably was the inspiration for the movie Saw. Bunny suicides inspired Saw. I wonder why we have the word bunny. Bunny, 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 bunny. Yeah, as in was that... Because... 
like you know a donkey used to be called an ass and actually do you know what the word for a hedgehog used to be here's a I know this is off fact. we're going off I know card. What it is in Spanish but uh, oh what's it in Spanish oh. Erizo. 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 yeah it um, hedgehogs used to be called urchins Oh, yeah, yeah. so sea sense. urchins look like hedgehogs. That's why they were called oh. sea urchins. Yeah. So did bunnies look like? I don't know, bunny. Bunnies. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, That's your homework for thought. <laughs> what the Danish for rabbit is? Uh, Absolutely no idea. No. Rabbit. Oh, Dale, Richard. Why? Would, why would we know? Well. Well. Robbie might know because you were raised in the south. Correct. That's true. That's true. The <gasps> Irish, the Irish for uh, rabbit is cunin, of course, and that is the Danish for rabbit because they were introduced by the Danes and the Irish said, "What are these?" and they said, "These are cunin," nice. and they said, yeah. "Okay." So there you go. That's our work. That's it. There That's, you go. Those are lots of top facts for you. Cunin. So much to this. Yeah. We're gonna go back now and wreck their heads. Yeah, you'd be like, and guess work. what? And guess what? And guess what? Also, did you know? Because I do. Because uh, I know my Irish as well. This is science and nature. We're doing really badly. Yeah, we are doing so badly. Yeah. You guys, there's yeah, no winners or losers. We're all doing well. We're all doing well. What is a somnambulist? A Oh, it I actually gives you op- options, but oh. yes, you're saying starting Sleep. to say the right word. Sleepwalker. <laughs> yeah, a tiger walker, a sleepwalker, or a dog walker. I'm gonna say it's a sleepwalker. Yeah, sonambulist. Mm-hmm. And we'll edit that so you didn't say it. Before. <laughs> yeah, sleepwalker. Yeah. You got one. Yeah. Yes. Anyone, anyone here a sonambulist? Um, no. I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Really? In fact, I have a, a, t- a very funny story of waking up in the middle of the night and I had no pillow. And I was going, where the hell is my pillow? Looked around my room, it wasn't there. And walked out, and we were on the first floor. Walked downstairs to the back door, opened the back door, and sitting in the middle of the garden was my pillow. <laughs> Obviously. So I have so, no idea. But you kind of knew to look in the garden, though, did you? Um, well, I, I don't know. I kind of just got up and thought... Where? Where is it? Checking in cupboards and everything, and then just by process of elimination, so made my way to the garden. Either you were some somnambulist, or your pillow was. Uh huh. One or two of those. Or my sister was just playing games with me. Oh yeah, maybe that. Yeah, the pillow out from under you. My brother, my brother used to be like that. It was great to watch him because you wouldn't. So they say that if you wake somebody up who's sleeping. Yeah, they say it's risky. It's very risky, apparently. But uh, it was nothing to do with that. I just liked watching him. It was good crack. I've done it once, but I don't. I wasn't. I did it when I was in boarding school, and the only way I know that it, I did it was because my roommate said I got up and went out, and I had this dream about going out, and like this whole dream about the half the building was falling away, and I kind of was like mm-hmm. trying. So I'm, if someone had been in the hallway, I was probably like plastering play, myself to the walls, trying to yeah. get back to my room. But I kind of also then was awake. You know, it was that it's a weird. Yeah, half it's horrible. State. You're trying to yeah. pull yourself out of it. At the same, you just really? can't. That's a horrible feeling. Yeah, yeah. it's a horrible it's feeling. Just weighing your body down. It's a, and it's kind of the like the I, I haven't actually fully slept, walked, but yeah, I've had those moments where I kind of sit up in bed and you're still in your dream, but you're not, and you're kind of like, where am I? And you're trying to get your yeah. grips, and it's not until like my husband goes, Are you okay, or what's up? Or sometimes I'll have a full conversation in the dream, be like, No, no, I'm fine, but I need to get the orange out of the backseat of the car, and he's mm-hmm. like, Yeah. <laughs> Do you lucid dreams? Hmm? Lucid dream. Yeah, you can do. I love it. It's, it's when you know you're, you're, you're aware that you're dreaming, so you can make the world 
whatever you want it to be. Mm. It's very high. Like people study for years to try to get to that stage. Like there so are courses you can go on yeah, for lucid yeah. dreaming, and you just do it naturally. Old, you're a natural lucid What's dreamer. You in your CV. No, stick it on your CV. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. Ask see what kind of job. What, what do you do? What do you do? When but you apparently, realize? you can learn things if you're able to really harness your. Like you could study music, or you can study mm-hmm. languages what? if you can lucid dream. Yeah, there's been actual scientific people learning full languages How in their you? in their dreams. Well, I like, like, um, you'd only have you'd have to have that in your brain already, or you listen no. to a tape. Yeah, no, but you just there, there are things that you can you. I don't know exactly how it works, but there's, it's scientifically proven. It actually are, is in real papers mm-hmm. that you can learn things. You can work out. You can actually burn calories. <laughs> well, there's probably something in that, because like, I, I learned, um, I, I, lived, I taught English in Spain for a while, which is where I met my wife. And when I came back, I remember I was out with mates having a few beers, and I stayed at this guy's house, and I was sleeping on the floor. And he said that I sat up in bed in the middle of the night and started having a conversation with myself in both languages. Yeah. And I think you probably use that dream state sometimes to consolidate yeah. Yeah. some of the yeah. learning yeah. Uh, from, from yeah, that's, that you can't deal with during the day. Yeah. Um, and my wife would probably do a similar thing as well. She, uh, she probably won't uh, enjoy me saying this in the podcast, <laughs> but she would sleep talk in both languages. My kids would be the same. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, I wish yeah. I could speak two languages. I don't know if I'll learn it if I, I sleep at this stage. I heard right? a friend of mine uh, who's a Grail Gore talking to his girlfriend who's also a Grail Gore, but I, I could hear she. I could hear her part of the. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I could hear her part of the conversation as well. And after he hung up, I was like, "You know that you were speaking Irish and she was speaking English." And he was like, "Oh, were we?" But he didn't even notice that he was doing that. Yeah. Okay, we would talk in the house in both languages, like a sort of a Spanglish. And you do tend to forget at times what language you were talking in. Yeah. yeah. Just because it's just, you know, with the family, it just comes That's, to you naturally. Would your kids be fluent in both? Yeah. No, they'd be completely bilingual. Oh, but then cool. they'd go to summer school in Spain every, every year, well, in July and August. Ship them off. They're very lazy during the year. I mean, naturally, because when they're you know, living here, they, it, it's harder to get them to speak Spanish. But yeah. it, all it takes is we switch. It's all there. Yeah, it's, it's all in there. That's what I was just learning that um, uh, the tiny human who's inside me at the moment has already developed a brain capacity for um, language and if it doesn't hear enough different languages it will sort of already start closing over and then you only have until like the age of like two and a half or something to get it in there which is crazy Mm -hmm. so I was like oh well too late now how many how many do you reckon you could get in there well it's just you're supposed to have if it hears different languages consistently yeah its brain will develop in a different way than a child who only hears one tone mm. and one language. They did a study about uh, that, that the more language that a child hears as well, the more its brain will develop, even, you know, talking to the baby, even though they don't understand the word. Yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, the, the studies that are coming out of what happens in utero is fascinating. It's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. Even in the past 10 years, what they've discovered about mm-hmm. what the child can actually take on board. Yeah. Speaking of cooking something up, uh, <laughs> this is like sports and leisure. What? Which cooking method requires liquid? Jesus. This does not sound like sports. Boiling? Baking, <laughs> braising, or grilling? Requires liquid. Grilling. Braising? Make it braising. Because braising, braising. you'd need oil to grill, wouldn't you? No, you wouldn't. I'm thinking of. Can throw something on the grill. Shove it in the grill, braising. Braising, braising. Yeah, yeah, you braise. 
Yeah. How, I mean, do you look behind the counter in McDonald's? Like, to see what's going on? I don't want to know. He's not, he's not making fun of me. I don't want to know how it's made. I just want to. You just want it to be there <laughs> in sandwich form. See, this is why I don't cook. This is why I'm finished. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. I you don't did want choose to bring it up hmm? on a podcast. <laughs> I did choose to bring it up. Um, did, he's so like, yeah, oh, we're going, for going for braising. So, what I. Braised meat. I don't know what is it? I mean, but baking up. requires liquid. Yeah. How? Well, like when you're making the batter, like usually there's liquid elements. All cooking like requires a bottle wet, and wet and dry. It, so. Exactly. You should always be drinking while you're cooking. Mm-hmm. Well, you can bake a potato without any liquid. That's fair enough. Thank you. you. That. So what's the answer? Braising, yes. Braising. Of course. That's so <laughs> um, Oh, I'm gonna hear about this later. <laughs> yeah. Braising. I don't braise. Yeah, no, what no, is braising? But I mean, it's not a word I've used that much in my life. No. No. Braised meat, like, would have some kind of. Well, not, maybe I'm just thinking of the word glaze, which is good. I'm thinking glaze, like, you yeah, know, you, honey or something. Like, yeah, something like that. But then I don't know how. Can you braise something and then fry it or. Stick it in the oven, or like, is there different options? I don't know. I don't want to say anything more in case I sound stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I went for that, it was the right answer. I'm leaving it at that. Yeah. Got it right. Basically, yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. I'm not going to braise anything tonight. What? Yeah. What would be your favorite way of preparing potatoes? Ring, ring, ring a takeaway. (laughs) McDonald's. Making a phone call. That's how I would prepare my chin. Oh, um. I love mash. I love a mash, mash potatoes. Yeah, mm, mash with mash. butter, B- butter and cream, mm. roasted with semolina. What? Yeah, that's how you get proper Sunday so roast potatoes. So riddle me this: you do you, do you pre-roast them or do you? You just parboil them. So okay, so you parboil them, wreck them a little bit. You them into your tray, olive oil, and then maybe a wee bit of salt and semolina, just sprinkled over oh, the top. Wow! And it gives them that kind of golden, Crunch. delicious crunch. It's a cornmeal. <laughs> Disgusted. That sounds good. I'm going to do that. And that is my mum's way of doing them. Okay. So, yeah. You're plugging your mouth now. Not even, not even a special Spanish way. I've done it with them. Um, I've done semolina recently on sweet potatoes because I saw a recipe for sweet potato fries oh, that had semolina and coconut as oh, well. Oh, really? Actually. Coconut? Mixed oh, semolina and coconut. was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but on regular potatoes, that's a good. But yeah, idea. when you don't want to put, um, you know, smother them in goose fat and mm-hmm. all of that, because you don't want to be doing that all the time. Now that's for Christmas. Good option. Yeah. yeah I've never but a done, good I've roast never... potato in fat is amazing as well. Like mm-hmm. that is oh, re- yeah. pretty special. So try the semolina. Thing. Okay, semolina. I've never even bought semolina because it was like. I think that's the only reason I would buy it. Yeah. But you can also make. What's semolina polenta? pudding? I mean, I remember my mother giving me that when I was young, but I don't. It's like corn pudding. Yeah. What was yeah, that like? I can't even remember like what. It, yeah. Yeah, it's a cheap way to get quite some a, food in you. Basically. It was part of that song we sang at school. You know, our school dinners, our school dinners, concrete chips, concrete chips, <laughs> soggy semolina. Uh-huh. I feel sick. Totally I don't. Does it have any? <laughs> so we sang in primary school. That was your uh, school anthem, was it? Every <laughs> assembly, every morning. Foggy semolina, gross. But does it have any actual um, nutritional value? Because uh, corn doesn't really. No, I wouldn't have thought so. No, it's corn, so it doesn't really. Probably, like it's it's not say like porridge or anything that has. 
a nice I don't know the answer to that. fibrous no. punch. But, cause no, but our listeners can look it up. we're not talking about it all the time, no. then maybe it has no nutritional value apart from roast potatoes. Yeah. Mm. And that's mostly decorative. Yes. And crunch factor. I remember yeah. being disappointed when it was semolina or rice pudding. It was like, oh, this oh, is... Oh, rice pudding was sad. That was a sad night. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a sad night. Rice pudding, I, I like yeah. that. You like that? With some raspberry jam mm. or mm. cinnamon. I've grown to like it more. And also there's um, a Turkish treat, which is barley mm-hmm. and yogurt and jam, which mm-hmm. is delicious. Because barley's got that lovely chewy texture mm-hmm. and it's also very good for you. But we're coming up on rhubarb and nettle season everybody so it's time to cleanse the blood with both of those things so nettle soup I rhubarb. rhubarb tonight great and that's it just rhubarb just rhubarb it's rhubarb, rhubarb season so that is uh, that's just all that I, that's all of that how I are you have. preparing your rhubarb I'll probably just stew it yeah stew it up yeah make some jam with ginger mm. Mm, maybe I'm trying to reduce the amount of sugar that I'm Taking in. It's been a year. It's been an ongoing process. This. It's been an ongoing Having process. Having said that, There'd in the pre-game for troughs. this, we we ate a cinnamon yeah. roll. So. Yeah. Well, it's it's there every day. But I've started looking <laughs> at um, how much sugar is in stuff. You yeah, know, that shocker. gives it per yeah, hundred yeah. grams. And I, I've always been like, well, I couldn't even. I don't know what the because I, I can't cross compare so I just went into Tesco one day and was like, okay, let me actually look at how much sugar is in this. How much sugar is in that? And some of it's kind of shocking. Like honey is like eighty percent sugar. Um, but honey is honey. Like that's. I know, that but you're like, is. well, this is honey. It's good for you. When actually, it's more sugar than jam or chocolate or ice cream's not that bad. Well, if you get the good expensive. So honey, now I can just, just eat ice cream all the time. No, ice cream's terrible, is it not? It's fourteen percent, fourteen grams per hundred grams. Whereas yogurt is fourteen grams per hundred, depending on the yogurt. So I'm like. If ice cream's the same as yogurt, fuck this. I'm just going to eat ice cream. I'd always been told ice cream and crisps were the two single worst things that you could eat. Maybe there's something else in ice cream that makes it bad, but... Because crisps have sugar on them, too. Crisps have sugar on them. Yeah. But they're so delicious. Any flavoured crisp has sugar Mm -hmm. on it. And then peanut butter is barely any sugar, so I'm like, fuck it, I could just eat peanut butter all day long yeah. then let's just do that go on the peanut butter diet yeah. I'm deliberately ignorant of all this I just uh, I've never looked at a label in my life I just I, yeah, but that's, that's, I would why guess that's why you're Richard is 420 pounds I have words <laughs> keeping weight on yeah <laughs> yeah you're not one of those people who has to read the label see I no, used no, to no. be like you Richard but now I am not I've started to put on weight and no, you have not. Although no, I, considering that you get you're getting lower and lower right there, <laughs> I can't see the real you just ahead. Just ahead. No, I mean I'm still and not. Considering a huge everyone man. has their tops. Oh look, you're so huge. <laughs> it's the belts. I'm like you know I'm going out of uh, uh, what do you call it a belt hole, and then like oh one more Jesus Christ I've got to you know stop this before it gets out of control and also it's not like you don't exercise because you cycle everywhere Mm -hmm. so that's not an excuse it's not like you need to work out more that's the way to get around Dublin it's the first thing I did when I came down one of the cast members got me a bike and I just uh, it's fantastic yeah yeah, Yeah, it's great it's a perfect city for it yeah although you're kind of taking your life in your hands every day every time you cycle through Dublin you're taking your life in your hands yeah big time (laughs) Well, any, any, I don't know. Any, any time I bet you that hummus has through. a lot of sugar in it. It's just looking at it. We've got a label on the Let's table. Find out. 
Because people think, you know, hummus is very... There's lots of... I mean, yogurt, you really just need 100% natural plain yogurt. It's mm -hmm. the only one that really doesn't have sugar in it. Natural low-fat yogurt. No, low-fat always because sugar is preservatives. Anything low-fat, low-fat milk, low-fat sugar, fake butter, mm -hmm. uh, has tons of sugar because they use sugar as a preservative. So you have to have full-fat everything. Full-fat everything. 0.7 grams of sugar. That is not a lot of sugar. That's not a lot of sugar. So no. okay. That's pretty impressive. Is it Marks and Spencer's? Ish. It's but you can kind of taste that with hummus, like it is that boring. It is just not. This is not going to excite you hummus, one bit. Hummus would be on the list. Oh, oh he Robbie has I a list, list of um, things that he can name places to chill. No, yeah, you can. You can. You can. Um, I've 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 this thing where I oh I can't hold a grudge. Ooh, he's starting to get fisty. Yeah, I've got I've, his I've, little fists are up. up yeah, so on. I have my list. Of places I won't go back to for yeah. ridiculous reasons. Yeah. People I won't talk to for ridiculous reasons. Oh, wow. wow. And hummus. Hummus <laughs> is on the list. Can can you give us, is uh, hummus a list of people you won't talk to or places you won't go to? This is stuff I won't eat. People that eat hummus. People No. There's a restaurant in Temple Bar on Parliament Street um, which serves Italian food. I'll let you figure it out from there. Um, that I ordered, what was I had the penne all'arrabbiata. And they give you this bowl that looks like it's a. Are you laughing? That looks like it's a really deep bowl, but it's not a really deep bowl. Yeah. Uh, it's only like a plate with penne on it. And then by the time I'd finished eating all the pasta, there was sauce. I'm going. I spent money on this, and there's lovely sauce there. And they don't give you bread, so yeah. I thought I'm not coming back here. Yeah. Mm. But this started. We were arguing because I was saying, you know, in this country, you've got to pay for bread. He said, Do you mind if I have some bread? There's an extra three or four quid under your bill. Whereas, you know, sorry to bang on about Spain all the time, you yeah. just automatically will get some yeah. bread because yeah. it's part of the Portugal, deal, you know? Portugal, here's, here, here's your delicious homemade bread. Yeah, so really? you do have a point. I do yeah. have a point. You do have a point, that's fair. So that's I fair. I going back to it. And there was also that guy in the, the there was, we went for a cup of tea, and he was really gruff. Uh, no, you weren't there, Paul was there. I went for, and I got a cup of tea, and this guy was really rude, and I thought, no, I think rude, rude yeah. service people, and actually there's a few places in Dublin now, because I think, um, having lived in other big cities in my life, like LA and London and New York as an adult, and I think L Dublin has some of the best food of any city that I've ever lived in. I think we're really lucky, and we have great places in all budgets, and you can mm. eat really well for less. But recently, the service in some places that are more expensive, because I've had a lot of family visiting over the past yeah. little while, and the food is amazing, but the service is so shit that it's almost not worth going back to. Because there are other places that are better, and the service is good. And is that shit service? Is it linked, do you think, to the sheer amount of tourists? I don't know, because these yeah. aren't very touristy places. Like, they weren't... I'd say that tourists don't really know about, or wouldn't pick them out because they're not on the beat and try... They're not in town, kind mm -hmm, of. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like there's no excuse for that and then you go to some place that is nice where you are spending 50 or 60 quid ahead and it's impeccable and you go this is exactly yeah. how it should be because so, I can understand why in Temple Bar people get frustrated oh, you know because yeah, every weekend I've been heading back to Belfast um, but last weekend doing the show I stayed and walked through Temple Bar for five minutes on a Saturday night <laughs> I thought I won't be doing that again no yeah. it's horrific <laughs> it's, it's terrifying is. yeah but in a way, it's great that Dublin has that area that if you yes. know you can just walk around, like you can just avoid. Let's just and concentrate it here. Yeah. In yeah. Belfast, we wish we had a touristy area. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're dying for a touristy area, please, anywhere. Yeah. The Titanic Quarter. 
of the cathedral quarter. Well, cathedral it's starting quarter. to get up there to something that would vaguely be described as cosmopolitan. Yeah, it's lovely. I love Belfast. But then you turn the corner and you go, ah, there's the past. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a little bit scary. Run. Yeah. Having said that, I did a film up in Belfast last year, and I had three nights um, to myself, and. On both the nights, I went out and found lovely places to eat, and the people were so lovely. Like, really good service, cheerful, like people I bumped into, and I was not necessarily expecting that, because I'm racist. <laughs> so. It's because we go, wow, oh my God, people from other cultures. <laughs> be nice, be nice, be normal, act cool. Please stay. Act, take act photographs. Cool. Act cool, it's fine. It's great here. <laughs> um, well, it's been great here. Um, <laughs> guys, thanks very much for being on the show. Thank you very much. So, for um, good luck with the rest of your run. Yes. Oh, so the show is Northern Thank Star. You. It's going to be. It's on currently in the project. It's going to be on in the Tron in, in Glasgow, and then it'll be on the Lyric in Belfast. Look at their websites to find it. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to plug? No, just You're, that I arrived here today with wet trousers, and during the podcast they have dried out. So that's the magic. That's the magic. Um, any videos online or little short films you've been in or anything like that? Uh, okay. Uh, yes, go on. I, yeah. I, I co-wrote a play called Rebel Rebel, which is currently on tour uh, around the country. So check out Rebel Rebel on Facebook, Rebel Rebel 1916 on Twitter, at Rebel Rebel 1916 on Twitter. Uh, do check that out, please. Nice. Okay. On my music again, Blood and Ink, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. Get it, get it, get it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, Mark and I will be doing a show on the 9th of May yes. uh, which is not next week the week after yeah uh, tightrope tiny Monday tight night tightrope the tightrope the tightrope with tiny night, Monday night with tiny blah 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 it'll be amazing yeah um, yeah yeah and there, actually just before that well there'll be the Eurovision Improv Jam in the Harbour Playhouse on the Friday the 6th Oh. of May um, where we're going to have an improvised Eurovision song contest you get up and <laughs> the song, your song title and the country that you're from are told to you in that moment and then you have to just try and come <laughs> is up that with that on the night of Eurovision what is the I don't think I don't know okay. I bet you some of those improvised versions will be better I, yeah. absolutely I'm just going to say you might bet that but uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember do you remember like Mickey Joe Hart I was only talking about him the other day do you remember Mickey oh, yeah. Joe Hart yeah. the guy with the green guitar he sang, uh, we've, got, we've Got the World Tonight. No. Mm-hmm. He was great. We should have won that year. That song at the end of the... And then, do you know who, who represented Maybe. us like the year next? Me. Jedward. Oh, oh Jedward, that's yeah. right. And then Dustin the Turkey. Jedward was two years. Jedward was two years of Jedward going to Europe. Back to back. And then Because Ireland was just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. We can't afford to We're host We're not going to host it. We're sending Jeopardy. I would watch it for Terry Wogan's commentary. Not anymore, you mm-hmm. Not now, mm-hmm. but um, he used to, I think, he started the commentary, uh, he got a bottle of Baileys, and then drank a bottle of Baileys. During <laughs> <laughs> the night. So as the night went on, the commentary just got ridiculous. Yeah. That was my favourite bit. Yeah. And I think Graham Norton is the perfect replacement accent. Yeah. For yeah. Because, yeah, talk about drinking a bottle of Baileys. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're off to drink a bottle of Baileys. Um, That's where we're going. Until next time. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.